Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Little Fish Podcast, Season 3, The School of Marketing. I'm Joel Eschenbach, and so glad to have you here, as always. Today, we're going to talk about the thing I get asked about more than any other subject when it comes to marketing, social media. So you won't want to miss this episode. But before we get into that, I want to talk about my School of Marketing Masterclass. It's coming up next month. It's really just about three or four weeks away. And I'd love to have you in the Marketing Masterclass. Now, a couple of people have asked me, is this something for, is this advanced? This is not going to be an advanced class. This is for small business owners or entrepreneurs. This is, this is the basics. We're going to work together to help to create a clear message for you, your business, your product, your service, whatever it is. We're going to help you create an email sales funnel that repeatedly brings business in. We're going to help you wireframe and create a website. And then we're going to help to create an ongoing digital marketing plan. What's the best next steps for you and your business? Is it social media? Is it ads? What's the plan to bring you business and to grow? Plus, you're going to learn skills that you get to use over and over and over again. This is some training and skills you'll be able to use to promote other products, other services, other businesses. So join me for the School of Marketing Masterclass starting. It'll be the second week of October. If you sign up for the waitlist now, you get a discount. Go to thelittlefishpodcast.com forward slash masterclass. And I can't wait to see you as part of this group. All right, let's get into today's episode. Today I'm talking to Katie Lantuk. She has an agency specifically that works with people with organic social media. Now, when I say organic, basically what I mean by that is that you're just posting on social. It's not anything related to ads. Next episode, we're going to be talking about specifically about Facebook advertising. Today, we're talking about organically or just you posting um, posts yourself, text, content, pictures, organic posts on social media. And we have a lot to get into. So let's check out my interview with Katie Lantu. Well, hey, Katie, welcome so much to the Little Fish Podcast. It's so good to have you here today. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. Yeah. So this social media is the, the question that I get asked about more than any other question. I'm sure you're familiar with this. It's like, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. If we're talking about websites or digital marketing, immediately clients bring up well, I've been posting on Facebook, or I feel like I should. Um, so this is going to be a good episode that I think a lot of people are going to get quite a bit out of. Yeah, yeah. So starting with that, that is the big question. It's almost like this guilt trip that people have as soon as things come up. And they say, I should be posting on social media more. Or they ask the question, I'm paying somebody to, to post for us organically on social media, or we're doing it ourselves and not seeing results. So why don't we start at the beginning with that. What are your thoughts about those two, those two things? Yeah, it's so funny. Whenever someone's like, oh, I should be doing that. It's like, we should all be eating more vegetables. Like we should all be eating more lettuce. Like yeah. there's a lot of shoulds that we have in our life. And I feel like when it comes to social, I have like some pretty strong opinions. Like, first of all, I think it should be fun. I don't feel like it should be this laborious, taxing gross thing that no one wants to do um and at the same time we should be on it because a growing like number of people are way more likely to go to your social media channels before they even go to your website so if you're not putting any effort in your social or if you're just doing it kind of like halfway it's almost best to just not do it um, because you don't want somebody to, instead of going to your beautiful website, they go to your half-baked Instagram page and they're like, man, I don't know about this. Like, 
they can't take care of this, they're not going to take care of me. So I feel like focusing and doing a really good job on your social is important, but I also think it should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always a good reminder because <laughs> many times it does feel like, oh, this is a laborious task. Like, I don't really <laughs> yeah. want to do this. Whereas it should be, it should be social too, right? right? It should be like this work, you and I are having this conversation. Social media should be like having a conversation. That's right. I think too, exactly. my, too many times, like you're saying, it's just like, oh, something I have to do. Uh, mm -hmm. What about the people that are, are paying somebody or doing it themselves and they're just not really seeing anything out of it? It seems like it's taking up a lot of time or they're paying a lot of money for somebody to do it. What about, what about that situation? Yeah, so I would ask, what is your goal? Um, if you are hoping to get a million followers, why? Um, for example, I, I think at the time I had about 160 followers on my account, my like, uh, business account. And, um, I got two clients, like they paid for a website project. They found me on Instagram. I had 160 followers, but like, because I was relatively consistent and I had like, I think they just liked my personality. Like it was clear, like what I did and who I was, and it was easy for them to schedule a call and start working with me. So if a brand wants to have a million followers, like that's cool. But is that like, because you need that many leads to like close that many deals? What's the point of that goal? So if your goal is to have more engagement, like that's something you could track and pretty easily do. Um, but I think it goes back to like, why, <laughs> why are yeah. we here? Why do we care? What's the point of all this? Well, and I think for that makes sense. Cause for some people, well, uh, for all of us, I think we all fall into that trap some type of those like vanity metrics, mm -hmm, likes, mm -hmm. shares, so that's some of the engagement or like yeah. followers. And it's hard because those systems are almost built to, to the channels are built to gamify it. That's yeah. what we care about. Like how many people like yeah. this or how many followers do I have? That's and, right. And you're right. It's like the wrong thing to, to focus on. And yes. yet the, the platforms want in, in some ways for us to focus on that. Yes. Yes. But I think more importantly, I look at my website views, profile views. Like if people are interested enough to take a step further, like to go look at my website or to go like look at the rest of my feed, to me, that's way more important than if they commented. Cause most of the time those comments are like, great post. And yeah. they're like, thank you for your feedback. Right. Right. <laughs> Which even that's a lot of just like, automated replies exactly. or people exactly. just trying to make engagement happen artificially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to me, and I'm probably going to go on a segue here too much, but it's kind of interesting to me on social media, back to it being social is like, we have this mentality that we can cheat the system or game the system, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but in real life, in a social setting, anybody who would do that would be obnoxious, <laughs> right? Like, could you imagine like the, the real life equivalent of people who are just randomly liking or commenting on stuff yeah so, <laughs> great uh, profile yeah okay <laughs> it's creepy <laughs> yeah no that's that's good so and it's almost like the email list thing too it's better to have a thousand people or a hundred people on your email list that are really engaged than yes. to have ten thousand that never open the email same exactly. idea right totally yes yes and there's been a lot of data that shows even if you're looking at this is a kind of separate conversation, but if you're looking at influencers, you have these huge influencers that have 
millions of followers and then you have like a micro subset and there's a lot of data that shows that those micro influencers actually are more effective in selling products for companies because their people trust them like they feel like they know them because it's a smaller pool of people um so i think there's a lot of like validity even if you don't have like a blue check mark or whatever the vanity metric is that we're all hoping for yeah well, and influencers is a good thing to bring up too, because when you talk about goals, I think the goal for the small business owner versus the Instagram influencer, for instance, mm -hmm. is two different things. Mm -hmm. You know, the influencer is making their money on products and yes. you know, affiliate marketing and that sort of stuff. Right. And they're and only the, making a couple cent, I mean, depending on the contract, but it's not like they're making 50% of what they're selling. It's yeah. pennies. So they have to sell a bunch of it. Right. Versus the small business owner who's trying to sell their product or service and everything they sell is money in their pocket versus, so exactly. you don't, yeah, you don't need the quantity. I never really thought yeah. of that. It's a good point. You don't really need the quantity that, a, that an influencer needs. You need mm -hmm. the, the qualified leads. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Very cool. So back to your goals, thinking about what's your goals as a small business, mm -hmm. what are you trying to get? What kind of engagement are you trying to get? And then focus on and then, and then focus on what? So, okay, so I've got, the, I've got my goal in place. I want to get more people to my website or I want to get more people to, to call me. So, mm -hmm. so then what does it look like to, to engage that sort of, uh, I guess, conversation on social? Yeah, so there's a bunch of different ways to do it. I like to think about your, your feed and then your individual posts, what, no matter what platform you're on. It's easier to talk about Instagram, but it doesn't matter. So each post that you make should, um, should complement your website and the message that you wanna get across in general. So even if someone sees one LinkedIn post or Instagram or Facebook or wh wherever you are, they should know at least like what you're selling or what problem you solve or something about you that makes you the man for the job. Um, and that ties back to that greater purpose of why should we care and why should we like stop scrolling? Um, hmm. so, so not just some random picture of, of, I don't know, whatever. Sunday right? fun day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens when people are like, Oh my gosh, I have to post and they're doing it half high and last minute. And it's like, there's no point to it. You might as well just not post or like, spend another three days thinking of something really good and post that. Mm. Um, because if you're just adding to noise, like it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. Like you're not going to want to, it's just like, ugh, there's more stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're not providing that value. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's good. So you're thinking through yeah. taking some time to think through what you're posting and making that to, to back up your value proposition essentially. Right. 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 Okay. Right in some way and it can be the beauty of social is that it doesn't it's pretty quick like it's not there forever so you can try something on a monday and try something different on tuesday um so if you are trying to dial in what your audience wants or what they respond most to you can try it out and it's hard because i think people want a prescription they want to know like this will work this will give you this many leads or this many likes or whatever, but it's different for everyone because your business is different and your unique audience is different. So 
what works for you won't work for me and what works for me won't work for my civil engineer sister-in-law <laughs> like it's yeah. all very different um so yeah i think just embracing that it's not a formula that will work right out of the box hmm. let's talk about what's the best practice when choosing channels i've heard people say and, and i've experimented this with myself and with some clients too of like choosing one channel and mastering that channel versus spreading yourself across the five major channels or platforms. Uh, what, what is your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I always try to start with who are we talking to and who is your ideal customer and where might they be and try to start there. Um, and then I think the second layer of that is like, what do you enjoy? Some people just really hate Facebook and they don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole, which I respect. It is kind of a portal to hell a lot mm -hmm. of times. It is. Um, and so I think, I think we get to choose and we get to be creative there. And if you love LinkedIn, I think there's a lot for you in LinkedIn. And if you love Instagram, go to Instagram. <laughs> How much time? I mean, is this something you recommend with, with business owners that they're like, okay, I want to, I want to start doing more social media posts or whatever. How much time should I be spending on, on this a week or a day or, or whatever? Yeah. So when I work with clients and I take over their social, I batch everything up front and do like the base like good cadence I feel is at least three posts a week. So that comes out to 12 a month. And if we can batch them all ahead of time and get them approved and scheduled and all that, they really only spend a couple of hours and then I spend more time to put it all together. But that way it's not like every morning they wake up and they're like, Oh, what are we going to post today? Yeah. And it's not like last minute, but instead we have a strategy. We, it works together with the other marketing that they're doing and it complements that. And I think that's a really important like process to think about it in some kind of batch. Like even if you're doing like a week batch or just like a couple posts at a time, if you can sit down for a minute and like think about what do I hope for <laughs> this post or this series and how can I use photo and text to accomplish that? Um, and then also like taking time to research hashtags and all the things that would make it successful and not just a last minute thing that you toss up there because you should. <laughs> yeah. You, you bring up a lot of good stuff with that. So batching is really important. Taking mm -hmm. the time to think ahead. <clears throat> and like you said too, it could be a month sitting down and planning all your posts for a month or yeah. even a week at a time. Or I know even for us, it's, it's, what's what's the series we're doing for for me yeah. for whatever reason i i like to think in series or campaigns mm -hmm. so like yeah. at least i know even if we don't have our content prepared ahead of time for a month at least i know next week what we're going to be doing yes so i can yes, wrap my head so around helpful. that yeah there is yeah. a box that you can like think in yeah and you're not just like this abyss of it could be anything <laughs> like that's so overwhelming and then the yeah the other thing you brought up that i think is important is you say when you work with clients, because that's the other thing back to the first question I asked is, should I be paying somebody or I'm paying somebody to do social for me, mm -hmm. but I'm not getting results. And a lot of times these, these social companies are yeah. just recycling crap yeah. kind of stock content. Yes. So what are your thoughts of, about all that, you know, versus like custom and all? And all? 
with a, with a company they're hiring? Um, I feel very strongly against like stock and kind of those copy and paste captions. Um, I've, they just, I've never seen them do very well. And I think they're, I guess there's some value in just like having a feed and like building out your grid or your existence on whatever platform. But there's so much value to be had in the individual posts that it feels like a throwaway. Like if you're just gonna make a placeholder, why not write a caption that like may attract your ideal customer? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and the caption doesn't have to be four paragraphs long. It doesn't have to be worthy of a AP <laughs> score. Yeah. But I just think that taking time to like, speak in the voice of your brand and to explain something about your company, whether that's like how to work with you or what makes you different from the other people, or even just sharing a testimonial, like you could screenshot a Google review and that's a great post. Like, hmm. so, um, yeah, I've know, seen more people those. I've seen more people doing that with their, their making a nice post out of a Google review. Or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And that, that does, that, that's a nice filler because it's actually your customer talking. Right. Right. And a lot of times our differentiators sound better when they come out of our customer's mouth. It's not like I am so fast and I am so good. And it's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone says. Right. But if one of my clients says it, then yeah, I think it's more authority that way. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so if you're working with a company, that company or that person should be taking the time to sit down, understand who you are, what your value proposition is, helping you come up with, or them come up with that content versus mm-hmm. just saying, and I think this is how a lot of social, organic social companies get people to say, well, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just pay us X amount a month and we take care of it, which is a nice, it feels good for a business owner to be like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, because that's the pain point that a lot of people feel. It's like, oh, it's so much to worry about. I just don't want to deal with it. But I think you lose a lot of that, like your personality. You lose who your brand is when you just completely send it away. Hmm. I think there's a a middle ground that would be really helpful to have with contractors or whoever you're hiring to do your social. Yeah, now what about social interaction versus call to action? So what I mean by that is posts that sell your products or services versus posts uh, and comments and interactions that are more social in nature or trying to build engagement or just, just talk to your audience. What's the, how often should you do each? So I think you should do more of the interaction than you do the selling. <clears throat> years ago, um, I can't remember how many years, but Gary Vee was all big about his jab, 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 right hook. And so you give, 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 ask. Um, and so you're giving a lot more and creating those engaging posts more than you're actually asking for the sale. And um, I think for most companies that will work really beautifully. If you're um, providing helpful information or getting like building that trust and that um, familiarity with your audience, um, like behind the scenes work really well in that as well. Um, and then like 
this is for sale or this is on sale or whatever the like ask is. Um, but also that would change and adapt. Like if you're launching a course that's only open for seven days, obviously your, your cadence is going to look different. Um, but I think the majority of the time you should be, should yeah. <laughs> ideally giving more than you're asking for. And it's, it seems like it's, you know, with marketing, it seems like it's the same thing over and over with no matter what you're talking about, because yeah. good quality content consistency over time. It's like yeah. Yeah. email, social, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And, and, you know, I think at the end of the day, that's just hard and it takes work Yeah, and yeah. work that a lot of us don't want to take the time to put in, but it does pay off. Yes. And on social, I think it's okay to start small. Like if you only have time to do one post a week or one every two weeks, like that's not perfect, but that's a great place to start and to build up your, like your interaction and your understanding of your audience. So you can see at least something, what it's, what's working and what you could adjust and play around from there. And I think so many times people think they should be posting once a day and 30 posts at a time is super overwhelming. But if you're only thinking, okay, I got to do four this month, that feels a lot more manageable to a lot of us. Yeah. Well, you kind of build a habit. We did that. Yeah. I remember starting off on, on our uh, main brand in Instagram page doing like once a week, mm -hmm. but then we got in the habit yeah. of doing that. That was two times a week. Now it's mm -hmm. usually three times a week. Um, yep. And, and that is helpful. And what about, let's talk a little bit about, I have a couple more questions. Let's talk about insights. So when you're looking at individual posts and you're mm -hmm. looking at the insights for those posts, you've got, yeah. it depends a little bit on the platform, but you've got likes, you've got shares, you've got save, you know, save something. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for, for engagement or, or the insights? What are the metrics you're, you're kind of following for people? Um, my favorite ones to look at are the engagement rate. So of the people who saw that post, how many interacted with it, whether that is a like, comment, share, save, whatever the interaction is, but that divided by the number of people who saw it. And I think that gives you a lot more information than divided by your total followers, because we all know you don't see every post uh -huh. from every brand you follow. So looking at that specific post, how many people saw it is really helpful. Um, and a lot of times, especially on, well, I think all the platforms now, they're not chronological. So you may want to give it a week before you look at that data to let other people see it over time. Because as people engage with it, it gets shown more. So if you have a really popular post and a bunch of people like it, it's going to keep getting seen. Yeah, that's, that's helpful and something I forget a lot. Yeah. You know, you post something, you're like, okay, I put it out in the world. Now let's look at the insights. Yeah. Yeah. Refresh, <laughs> refresh, refresh. <laughs> okay. So given that metric that you just said, you take the engagement and you, what'd you say you divide it by the number of people who saw it, the number of people who saw it. So you've got yeah. this number. Yeah. Um, then at that point, what are you determining? Which posts are really the most, which posts get the most engagement? And, and then how do you, what do you just post more posts like that or use similar hashtags? Is that kind of the, the goal? Yes. It's kind of like a science experiment. You figure out what, 
I try to look at maybe if it was like the theme of the post or the length of the post or the hashtags. It's hard to tell specific hashtags, really can't. Um, but maybe it was, I don't know, you just kind of figure out from there because maybe it's like I saw that pictures of my face perform better, but I'm not going to post all pictures of my face. So yeah. we will continue to sprinkle those in and just know that people like people. Um, yeah. And so maybe it's the photo, maybe it's the caption and just trial and error mm -hmm. and being yeah. okay with that, like experiment. That's the key, being okay <laughs> yeah. with the experiment. Man, that is hard. I don't know. It's, it's just, I think we want, goes back to that formula it goes back to that mm -hmm. whatever we want it spelled out for us i do x y and it turns out to be z yeah um all right the last question i i want to talk about is hashtag specifically this has come mm -hmm. up a few times in the podcast before and and i think this is important some channels more than others but instagram specifically it's a big one yeah um what do you recommend with hashtags? Do you have some tools that you recommend? Do you have a process you recommend with choosing and narrowing down which hashtags to use? So I have not found a tool that I really like. I heard about one last week that is on my list of things to research. Um, but primarily, especially in Instagram, I really just use the platform and kind of buzz through the, like go to the hashtag page and then kind of look at the other posts that are associated, what other hashtags they're using. So kind of like going down that rabbit hole that way. Um, and then I think an important piece of that is looking how many posts are associated with that hashtag. So some hashtags are huge and they have multi-million posts associated, like hashtag coffee. That's going to have a billion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're more niche or localized um, hashtags, they're smaller. So my, my kind of personal rule of thumb, and I haven't like totally proven this to be the best answer, but I like to find hashtags that have around 50,000 posts. I feel like at that number, they stay on that discover page a little bit longer, but they're still getting a good amount of traffic. Um, so combining those really huge ones with some of those 50,000 range. And then an interesting piece, I think, is the really niche, like under 100 posts associated and kind of trying out some of those. That's honestly how my two like clients found me. It was through a super niche hashtag. And so I feel like we should keep trying that. Uh -huh. um, and maybe it's insanity, but it worked twice. <laughs> well, if it works. So you've got the, yeah, okay. so you've got the, the really large numbers. You sprinkle in a couple of those. Yeah. Sprinkle in the 50,000 yeah. range. Yeah, 50 to 80 have, maybe, yeah. Okay. And then have. And then have a couple niche. Um, and then the max number of hashtags right now you can use on Instagram is 30. So don't go over more than that. Um, and then there's been varied recommendations of exactly how many less. Maybe it's 30, maybe it's 15. I think that's the more accepted rule of thumb is like, let's just hit it right in the middle at 15. Um, so, but I think the other important thing is relevancy. So if it makes sense for your post to have that hashtag, that is best. 
if you are using hashtags to just get attention, um, I think the platform is getting smart enough to not like connect those two mm -hmm. um, because they, it's kind of like Google, like you want, they want to serve the best information that is relevant to the viewers. Um, and if you're just like piggybacking on hashtags, I think eventually the platform will get smart enough. So make sure that they're relevant and then kind of play around with the number of posts associated with the hashtag. Very cool. Yeah, that's helpful. And something yeah. to, to play around with. So you just kind of keep a list or a spreadsheet of hashtags that you're working exactly. through and what's working and what's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, Katie, let's say that somebody says, all right, this is great, but I need more help. How can they hire you to help them do it the right way? What, what's the yeah. step for them? Um, really just go to my website. It's murphy.marketing, M-U-R-P-H-Y dot marketing. And there's no.com. That URL was very expensive. So we just went with the plain old murphy.marketing. Um, and then you can email me through there really easily. And um, I'm also on Instagram at murphy underscore marketing. So either way. Awesome. Well, thank you, Katie, for being on the episode. We've gone through a lot. I've learned a lot. I have to remember about the hashtag thing. It's like always something that I'm kind of yeah. experimenting with and it's, yeah, but there's so many good things. So, so thanks for being on the episode. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Katie Lantuk, and I hope you're able to apply some of those things we talked about to your business and your social media efforts. Next week, we're going to be talking to Alex Lau with C Sharp Group about Facebook ads, and he has a ton to share. It's really valuable information of how you can get an ad campaign launched in Facebook and what kind of the, the best practices are for Facebook advertising. So don't miss next episode. And also subscribe if you haven't already at the littlefishpodcast.com for free resources with every episode. And then finally, if you're interested, the end of this season's coming up pretty soon. And if you're interested in taking it to the next step and going into the end of this year and the beginning of next year with a digital marketing plan that works, sign up for the masterclass. It's the littlefishpodcast.com forward slash masterclass. I'd love to see you there. And then I'll see you next week. The Little Fish Podcast, season three, the school of marketing. <laughs>